This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast, back with Josh Hensky for a second day. Uh, This is an addendum to the podcast that will run after this, talking about the entire Michigan situation. Um, But we didn't want to leave you guys out of what's going on with the Washington Post reporting uh, late Wednesday that an investigative firm has been hired by someone, no no one still knows who, uh, to and they somehow got access to the Michigan servers. No one knows how um, to see that Michigan coaches had access to this film that either Connor Stallions took himself or through his network of people at other games took. Um, so the insinuation by the Washington Post, not stated directly or by sources was that Michigan coaches uh, were, was wa- was watching this illegally obtained film. Is that sort of what I'm thinking, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, it's, this is a whole, it's a, a no one knows kind of deal. I mean, it's, it's the way the, the Washington post article insinuated was that it was on a server that Michigan coaches had access to right. not necessarily access to the file. So it didn't say whether someone accessed the files or whether it was just stallions putting a folder within a folder within a folder and saying not top secret folder and, and stuff like that. It's, it's still so incredibly vague. Um, it would really be nice to have some sort of answers and, and not these um, almost what looks like to be calculated leaks right around 6 PM Eastern time the past three days. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's still, there's, so many, so many layers and unanswered questions to this, which begs the question how they got access. What kind of server was it? Was it a Michigan University of Michigan server? Was it a Dropbox? Was it a Google Drive? We, I mean, we don't know. And, yeah. and again, we don't know who was that, who had access to it, who's looking at it, who's adding to it. And not even to mention the, the, the travel budget for the, um, for the for stallions operation we don't know if that was posted by a, a coach or if that was just stallions keeping track of everything it, it's it's still incredibly vague and as you said i'm sure there's going to be something else that comes out again that makes everything that we're saying invalid but you know it's just that's just where we're at right now yeah the more that comes out the more questions come from it and the two that i have that were not answered in the Washington Post story. Some would call it the Amazon Washington Post. I would never do that, but the (laughs) Washington Post story is if, if, if Michigan coaches had access to this, to these videos, is there any way to monitor on a Michigan computer if they accessed the videos, if they were ever played by what IP address and, um, uh, what which coaches computers were used to do this? Did Jim Harbaugh have access to this? Was it just defensive coordinators? What who who was it first mm-hmm. of all? And then the second part is the travel budget. Was this yeah. an, a, a Michigan University approved travel budget? Was this out of a pool of a travel budget for everyone, or just specifically for this recon mission? Yeah. And as I'm saying this, it's I'm it's almost like outrageous what is going on, and just I just want answers. Now, you know? Yeah, right. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I just want answers too. It's it would make you know our lives a lot easier. But um, yeah, I mean, all valid questions to ask, and and I think 
you know, the, the, the data is kind of above my knowledge of, of technology, but I would assume that they would be some sort of traceable IP or some metadata that, that kind of suggests that, Hey, this file was accessed by so-and-so on this date and this time. Um, I would assume that would be readily available, but, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be, that's kind of the telling thing, uh, you know, were these files accessed by the coaching staff? And if they were, that kind of gives you a pretty good idea of how deep this thing runs. And, um, and again, the, the, the Washington post article stated that nothing has been linked back to Harbaugh yet. So it kind of begs the question, like, do, does anyone know what's going on? You know, does, does, does anyone in Michigan know how deep this stallions thing goes? And it's just, you know, now it's like at first you're like, wow, it might be, you know, it's impossible to think that no one knew about this. But the more wrinkles that come out, you know, the manifesto and all that kind of stuff. Now we're thinking, well, you know, this is this is crazy. You know, maybe maybe legitimately these guys didn't know what was going on. But it's just so hard to I mean, you I mean, it's almost comes off like it's ignorance saying, oh, they had no idea what was going right. on. But there's so many weird wrinkles to this. This story is just getting stranger and stranger by the day. And th- and that, and that is it. And we'll wrap up here. Cause we have about a 20 minute podcast after this, but uh, about this entire situation, if you're willing to, to listen through it, but that is the question. It's like, maybe, maybe stallions was such a nut that he, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm putting, I'm putting it on this server. And so all the coaches and my buddy, you know, Jay Harbaugh and my other buddy, Jesse Minter will love yeah. me. And Chris Partridge will love me because of this. And they were like, okay, buddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll take yeah. a look, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think there's some legitimacy to that. I mean, the, the, the more stuff that comes out about his efforts in trying to basically rise the ranks, the more legitimate that the, the claims of, Hey, this guy was just going off on his own and, just doing this wild thing and trying to impress the coaches and, and maybe, yeah, the coaches were just shrugging them off. Like, okay, pal, like, all right, cool. Thanks for, thanks for the help. But you know, it's, it's just, it is so un, unbelievably wild. This story the more that comes out. And again, the more we really don't know where all this is coming from. I mean, the big thing for me, I would love to know a who hired the firm and yeah. B who gave the firm access, if at all, because if they didn't get access, now you're opening up an entire different can of worms that, you know, I don't think anyone really wants to go down. And, and let's not, let's not go down this, but I mean, even if the firm illegally obtained the access to the server, is that evidence that the NCAA can use against Michigan? You know, I mean, millions of questions. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, totally buys into the, 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 just the multiple layers peeled back. The more we don't really know about anything. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our seven minute addendum to our podcast that's coming up. So enjoy. This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast back from hiatus. It was on uh, it was on the shelf for a little while. It's back and uh, no other better time than right now talking Michigan football with Josh Hensky from Maize and Blue Review. And uh, there's a lot going on. Um, Let's you know, we could do the quick recap uh, for people that have been living under, you know, under a cave. Um, uh, Connor Stallions is a Michigan staffer. He has been accused or there are allegations of him buying tickets, going to games or having people go to games, filming sidelines, bringing that information back, and then Michigan using it, basically a sign stealing operation. Now, 
that's the overarching view. Now, now it gets a lot more interesting than that. And I think we, we just talked offline. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, the new sports illustrated story that came out Wednesday morning that Connor stallions is basically a guy who had visions of grandeur of, of one day running the Michigan football program. And the way he was going to do this is attach himself to Chris Partridge and Jay Harbaugh. And he was going to go around and sort of impress them by stealing signs off of TV games and then talking to former offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis about what he was seeing. Now, that paints a different picture than what has been painted so far. So let's start there and tell me what you think of that and your sort of interactions along the way. Yes. I mean, the fact that he's got like a 600 page manifesto or whatever kind of really buys into the theory I've had this whole time that he's just some super fan scouting nerd who really wants to, you know, do whatever it takes to rise the ranks. I mean, this might be a little, uh, outside of the box of super fan it might be uh borderline something else but misery yeah (laughs) yeah some fatal attraction type of stuff but um i mean it's it's yeah i mean the the big thing now is kind of you know who he's sending to these games was he going to these games himself that's one thing the ncaa has not ruled out yet um and that's kind of the big remaining question but Um, It really kind of buys into the theory that he's running this lone wolf operation, um, you know, purposely not making the the staff aware of how he's getting this stuff and, and also could explain why he was on the staff in the first place, because he was a longtime volunteer um, coming out of the, the Navy and, you know, him with this advanced knowledge of, of scouting, you know, probably really helped him to get the job that he's at. I mean, um, he's w- working in the recruiting world. So, you know, he, the, the scouting part could also go into looking at that players film too. But, um, you know, um, is that the point now where he's probably sold his soul to the devil, so to speak, to, to get where he's at and to get this position and, um, as parlayed it into where he's at now. And, and again, it doesn't make it excuse. It doesn't make it right for the Michigan program. I mean, I mean, the optics are, are, are really bad, no matter how you spin it, even if no one was aware in the program, but again, it kind of gives, I guess the Michigan fan base, some solace that this is, wasn't a direct, a directive from the top, um, to have him do this. And again, it, it, it doesn't make it right, but I guess, they've got that going for them, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with that theory. Okay. Mm -hmm. That he, he was completely alone in this, um, was buying tickets. Now, you know, you talk about 30, I believe big 10 games at 11 sites. Now there's reporting by, you know, Yahoo and ESPN of games at Clemson, Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. Is it even clear if he wasn't doing this himself, but was organizing this operation? And there are also, you know, some pictures on Twitter of kids potentially doing this. I've seen yeah. some messages of guys saying, it's weird. This guy is sitting in front of me just filming the sideline. I think, uh, you know, Spartan Mag had one of the pictures of a kid sort of smirking and doing it. Is it just sort of bad optics or is it necessarily an NCAA violation if he was orchestrating this, but not necessarily doing it himself? Yeah, I, that's kind of the the big thing, right? It's like that's kind of what's being argued is that, 
you know, yeah, he's orchestrating it, but is he doing it? I mean, yeah, if it comes back to you and you're part of the Michigan staff, then, then yeah, this is, it's not good for Michigan. Um, and yeah, could the, the program technically distance itself from this? Yeah. But you know, you're still wrapped up in it regardless, no matter how you spin it. So, um, yeah, it's really, I mean, I, this, this, this situation is, is totally, new to me and and I don't know where this is going to go even when it comes to the NCAA in terms of punishments and stuff. So um yeah, I mean it, it's very it's very plausible that he organized this on his own and and used people that could not be traced back to the program to, you know, record these games and stuff and and obviously can be linked back to him, but um yeah, I mean it's it's really uncharted water, so to speak, because there's there's no precedence to past um, punishments outside of Jeff Levy being suspended for a half. Yeah, um, there's no defined violation level to the rules, so we don't really know what the NCAA is going to do. So I guess it really comes down to paper trail, what people knew, who people knew, and and kind of the evidence that that the NCAA is preparing to collect because they are planning to visit Michigan's campus tomorrow or uh, Thursday or Friday, excuse me, Friday yeah. as of this recording. Yeah, let's let's talk about this part of it. Is that there's no question that he sort of I don't want to say had access to Jesse Minter on the sidelines, but was yeah. definitely in his ear. I mean, there there are videos now and pictures of him looking across the field and stealing signs and then telling Minter and then Minter calls in the play. And then of course, Ohio state scored on the next play. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll give you that. And, and what that, that right there is not illegal. You could steal right. signs all you want. You can watch as much tape of stealing signs all you want. Um, but the, but stealing signs and having laminated sign cards are two different things. Yeah. If he's just this low-level staffer who went rogue, why is Jesse Minter? Why is he even around Jesse Minter? Yeah, well, I mean that's that's another question too that that is worth trying to find out. I mean, I haven't been able to. I've been asking around. I haven't been able to get that information. And and obviously, I think you know the his goal right was to to impress Jay Harbaugh and Chris Partridge. Yeah. Well, guess what? Jay Harbaugh is still on the staff. Chris Partridge is back, so he's kind of got that that reputation going for him for a guy that that's still relative kind of relatively new to the staff. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what he's presenting to, to the, the coaching staff. And yeah. that's kind of the big thing too, is that, you know, what is he presenting? And if the coaches are asking the right questions or they're not asking the right questions on purpose, you know, ignorance right, is right, sure. kind of thing. So there's just, it's so many layers to this that we really, and even with the more information we get, the the less clear the picture becomes because you get more questions and you have answers. So, I mean, you're you're kind of asking the NCAA here to kind of do its own thing and and you know, essentially, I don't know if doing the right thing is the right phrase for lack of a better phrase, right. but you're asking them to kind of take this and and do their own thing with it. And that's the interesting juxtaposition of this story is yeah. that okay connor stallions is this wannabe next jim harbaugh bo Schembechler, who you know who they put in us put who they put in an office 
and pay him $55,000 a year yeah. and go, all right, Connor. Yeah. You, you steal all those signs. You tell us. Right. And then, and then that's one side. Okay. I get that. Like he's this big fan. He's a ex military guy. Harbaugh's big into that. I get the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a different side of this where who, who's making those sheets up? Who sure. is, who are laminating those sheets? Who's distributing them? And it's not just stallions that had it. Uh, why is the defensive coordinator and in some pictures, maybe the offensive coordinator in other pictures, maybe Harbaugh. Why is he even there? Like, why is he even that, that involved in this? So that's the other side of it. And I am not making accusations here, but it's almost like, yeah, we sort of know what he's doing, but we don't really want to know what he's doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be part of it too. The kind of the, the plausible deniability factor of it where, you know, you're not necessarily aware of what he's doing so he can fall back on it. But you know, with the new NCAA rules, you can't pretend to be ignorant about situations yeah. anymore. That's not going to clear you of anything. So, um, you know, if, if, if Jim Harbaugh and the staff truly didn't know, then, and then we'll let the evidence support that. And so if the evidence supports that, then maybe, yeah, he could pretend to be ignorant about it. But um, yeah, Michigan does have a lot of people on their sidelines too. I know for a fact yeah. that, that their recruiting coordinator is also travels to uh, away games too. Their, their recruiting people are there. So, you know, it's not necessarily a, uh, you know, Stanley's is a special case because he is technically part of the recruiting uh, organization too, but you know, there's, there's people there, but not at the level of where Stallions is, where he's shadowing these coaches. So, um, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to what information he's presenting, how he's presenting it and, you know, what are these coaches doing with it? And, and yeah, I mean that, that, that sheet that, um, that was in that picture that's been circulating around social media. I mean, yeah, it doesn't look great optics wise, but again, it's another part of what we've been saying this whole time. There's just so many layers to it where you can, you know, give a plausible explanation to why they have it to not necessarily skirt the NCAA rules. So yeah, um, it, it's just a, I don't, I don't think this thing is going to be wrapped up anytime soon, even regardless with, with how quickly this is moving. I mean, it's just, um, Michigan hasn't even gotten the evidence yet from the NCAA. I mean, Ward Manuel has been really hammering the NCAA to present the evidence and the Big Ten as well, and they haven't. They haven't done that yet. So maybe they do that when they when they come to campus tomorrow. I'm not really sure what their purpose is of, of coming to campus because it's not the first time they've done that recently. So um, maybe they present it then. I mean, again, they haven't even had a notice of allegations yet either. So right. Uh, all of these leaks, but without Michigan getting an allegation notice, I mean, I don't, I don't know when that's going to happen. Don't know what it's going to take, but um, the leaks seem to be happening faster than the actual investigation. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and that's the thing. The NCAA is not going to move fast on this. We, we know how slowly they move and that this is not going to be something that next week they're going to come down and say, you know, even if they do have a smoking gun and, and believe me, I mean, the, the, the big 10 teams across the conference are salivating going oh, yeah. through this security camera to be like, okay, section WJ row L seat three, who's sitting there and what are they doing? The, the one question that I had, which was like, I don't, I don't even know if there is an answer for it yet is that if he was doing this himself, if he, if he had an organization involved where 
he had a kid at Michigan State and a kid at Purdue and he was paying them and all this kind of stuff. Okay, that's that's one that's one level of this. But if he was doing this himself, he would be presumably going to games. Uh, no one would miss him on the sidelines. Right. No one would not know that he wasn't there. I mean, um, and, and he would be at, let's say, Minnesota that day and Michigan was playing. So why were some games he was so crucially important on the sidelines and some games he wasn't even missed? And yeah. my take, if there is one, is that the games where they needed to steal signs, he was there. And the games that he they didn't need to win to steal signs, mm -hmm. uh, he was on the road, if yeah. if he were to be on the road. So that's just that's one of the accusations. It is weird, and I will take this. Greg Schiano said at halftime of the Mission Rutgers game, let me find the quote here because I did write it down. Because at the time, I was just like, all right, Greg Schiano, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, You're right. coming back, you're coming back. But he said something to the effect of like, yeah, uh, some weird stuff is going on and we need to address it. And it's like Frank James Franklin was asked about it yesterday at his press conference, said he wouldn't talk about it other than they huddled more in that game, which is a pure sign that they're not going to that they're not going to signal in. Right. Uh, Matt Rule, you know, kind of dodged it yesterday and talked more about how we should go to an NFL model where you just call the play in. And I agree is, with that. Certainly fine. Certainly, yeah. certainly an argument that could be, that could be made. Um, but it's almost like Ryan day said, he's not going to get into it, but we all sort of know Ryan day might be the one that, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that made a call here or someone from Ohio state was certainly, you know, there was a, there was an anonymous source in one of the stories that someone went up to a uh, coach, went up to someone at Michigan and said, I know the kind of S you're pulling and yeah. stop it now. So maybe it's just like within the coaching community, we're not going to out or say anything until we're talked to by the NCAA. But it just seems like some people feel like something's going on, you know? Yeah, and and also at the same time, probably Michigan's probably not the only other team that does this. They're the only ones that were stupid enough to get caught. And that too, Josh, is a good point because there was some reporting yesterday or some rumors that uh, that – that the reason they got caught is because they saw what they, what they themselves were doing. Right. You know, like yeah. other teams were like, Hey, we do that. They're doing that. And this is why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that, that Connor got a little too loose with his operation too. I mean, obviously it, you know, the proof is there that he bought tickets in his own name, but you know, he had initially, you know, after talking to some people that, you know, he was really covert about everything. And then, you know, as this thing went on, you know, he started to get a little more cocky, starting getting a little more loose with, with, you know, telling people outside of the program what he's doing. And then that kind of spread around. And obviously that led to him getting caught. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't come as a shock if tomorrow there was a report out that, uh, you know, a different program did something similar. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise. It's just, you know, everyone is trying to look for that competitive advantage. And and did that give Michigan a competitive advantage? I don't know. I mean, because you, I mean, I, you have to take what, what uh, Deion Sanders said yesterday too. I mean, you do have to stop it. You do have to have the talent on the team in order to, to, to win these games, even if you know what's coming. Um, so to the fact that, you know, if, does this boost Michigan from a really bad 2020 season to a national championship contender, it's hard to say. I don't know how you can quantify it exactly, but um, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he got a little loose with his operation. And I know for a fact, I think last year he got approached twice. Stallions did 
um, you know, with complaints about, you know, from other teams after games that they knew what he was doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if something to the, maybe not to this degree, but something similar is, is happening across the country. Yeah. And that's sort of the weird thing. And, Maybe, maybe why this is sort of a guy with a screw loose. Uh, uh, You're not a criminal mastermind if you're buying tickets on, on vivid seats with your own name and then, and then transferring them in your own name to someone else. I mean, you can create fake profiles for that very easily. You're not a criminal mastermind if you're Venmoing people money under your own name. I mean, that, that if, if you're, if, if for people that don't know Venmo if you're if you're public, you, everyone can see your transactions, and so there have been screenshots of those transactions made. So, it is definitely an interesting story. Uh, incredible! Uh, it's incredible either way. It's incredible yeah. if anyone at Michigan knew. Uh, I'm not saying they do. I have no idea if they did. There's been no absolutely no proof of that mm-hmm. uh, yet. Um, it would be incredible if no one at Michigan knew and that this guy was sitting in his office or sitting at home and and doing this. Um, How do you think this plays out over the next few weeks? Do you think there's any chance uh, that there's some sort of decision or negation of college football playoff possibilities moving forward here? I, I, as far as this immediate season, no, just because of that 90 day window of the notice of allegations, because even if they were to hand it, they were handing it over as we speak to Michigan right now, the notice, I mean, that 90 day window still extends beyond the national championship if Michigan were to make it. So I don't know if that immediately impacts Michigan. And I don't know what's going to happen to them beyond this. Yeah. I know probably what's going to happen is this rule is going to be, um, refined and updated. I mean, it has to be, we're talking about a rule from 1994. I mean, that's stone age technology compared to now. Um, and I also think that, you know, Matt rule is right. There should be some NFL technology in the helmets. I mean, if you can go to some rural city, um, for a high school game and they have technology in their helmets, there's no excuse that all of college football can't have you know, the mics in the helmets and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that, that's ridiculous. So I, I don't know for, for punishments. I mean, anything can really be plausible at this point. I mean, I don't know if the NCAA is going to go as far as vacating wins or postseason bans. I feel like since that Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma state basketball kind of controversy, they yeah. might want to go away from that. Um, even going away from vacating wins. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, is this the end of Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? I, I don't know either. I couldn't begin to tell you um, because they were on the cusp of, of signing a mega deal that was going yeah. to be announced this week uh, if before the, the NCAA investigation kind of derailed that. So uh, this will be kind of the big thing is that you're tr- putting this in the NCAA's hands uh, without precedence because obviously the Jeff Levy thing with, with him being suspended for a half, you know, isn't exactly the best kind of precedence, but it's there. Um, but obviously not on the same level of what stallions has been doing, but, um, yeah, I mean, when you're talking manifesto, I mean, that's some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want technology in the helmets only to take away the big signs of Daffy duck and yeah. Super- yeah. And those big covers that they put over the defensive yep. coordinator. It is, it is really just like, looks like 1830 out there sometimes. Right. Harbaugh got rid of the guy holding his cord on the sideline, which he brought back for a while. Thank God, because that was just insane. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. So we're done here. I'm sure by the time this airs, there will be 15 other things that have happened in this saga, but it is uh, interesting to watch. I would say fun from my side because I have no vested interest uh, either way. But uh, Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. Anytime. Thanks for having me.